0: Okay. Hello, everyone. The year is uh, 2019. It is um, January 11th. Welcome to another Mental Debriefing podcast episode. With me is my co-host, Leslie.
1: Hi, everyone.
0: And we, as a special guest, we have Leslie's husband here.
2: Happy to be here. Thanks for having me, PT.
0: Yes, Frank. (laughs)
1: Um, yay we have someone else on the podcast
0: (laughs) it's uh, 2019 yeah i've been having issues uh, obviously attracting guests so um you know there's there's a lot of people that talk really loud on facebook through their facebook messages but then when you invite them to espouse their views online I mean, not online, I mean, on a natural podcast, then they're like, uh, you know, they clam up really fast, so. But we are very happy to have your husband here with us. And uh, so, yeah, the the year has, the new year has come and gone. How was your New Year's Eve, Leslie?
1: Um, It was good. Oh, I was working on my paper, so we didn't really much no
2: in fact we went to bed before the new year
1: but we did do something what did we do
2: oh uh, we worked out
1: oh yeah we worked out
2: <laughs> yeah that's what we did
1: yeah we did that was our new year's but then out. we woke we woke up and
0: worked out again we worked out
1: again that's right so that was our new year's
0: oh yeah did you watch uh gabby garcia or what was the whole thing
1: oh no we didn't get to stream it but she won Yeah, Frank knows more about it, though.
0: Yeah, I
2: was actually working when that fight happened, and I was trying to stream it while I was at work and didn't have very good success. But I just saw the highlights and dominated the fight. But what was interesting is what happened after the fight. I don't know if you saw.
0: I did not know. Mm Yeah.
2: So from my understanding, Ryzen is a big spectacle. Every time they have a fight, it's a big show. So after Gabby won, they gave her the mic. And she was thanking the crowd, and a woman jumped into the ring and started yelling at Gabby. And this woman is about 50 years old. She's a (laughs) fighter herself. And I think she has fought Gabby before and lost. But it seemed like really it was kind of like a WWE type of stuff that, you know, people were holding her back, and she was trying to go after Gabby and Gabby. You know, talking trash to her, uh, so it just seemed like really like a show. Mm, but fun. the the fight ended, I think, within two minutes, uh, and it it was it was over. It, Gabby's just obviously more skilled jujitsu wise, and that really is what won her the fight. She took her down and did a quick key lock on uh, this kickboxer, who I think is like a white belt. Mm. She's more known for her kickboxing than anything else. So Jiu-Jitsu prevails again.
0: Yeah. Interesting.
1: But then we also saw (coughs) the John Jones fight. That was a couple days before that. Do you want to talk about that later?
0: Yeah, we'll talk about that later. Uh Um,
1: How about you? How was your New Year's?
0: Yeah, so New Year's, um, that Saturday before proceeding New Year's Eve, uh, I woke up early and then I, um, well, I was going to meet uh, Luis and Ignacio in, in Riverside, one of their students, Lalo, has a, has a uh, house in Riverside in a semi-safe neighborhood of Riverside where I can park my car for a few days and then without it getting smashed. So. Parked my car and then um, I hopped into their Honda SUV and then we went to a, a dance festival in Mesa, Arizona, and it was very fun. But that first night was it was a Saturday, so that was the UFC day. So I. Oh, what utilized the two well first i went into a bar and they said oh yeah we don't have it here and then they recommended a bar i was going to go to dave and buster's because that's usually where i consume my fights um and there's there's a dave and buster's near there also six miles away in tempe uh but there was another bar that they recommended so off i went on the lift and then this bar is it was very arizona demographically what Um, do you mean by that there's there's a lot of in in california particularly in southern california and the inland empire it's there's a mix of a lot of people but primarily especially in san bernardino county it's very latino Mm -hmm. but in uh, mesa arizona this was in chandler i think Uh, it was in chandler it was uh, very very white and oh, that sounds terrible. And the, it's like the bus boys were all white, the waitresses were white, and then yeah, there was a few black dudes and a few Mexican dudes, but it was primarily white guys with beards.
2: <laughs> so what though? <laughs> and
0: it, it was, it was, you know, I was the only Asian. Well, there was one other Asian guy, but um.
2: Did they treat you different?
0: No, it was cool. Um, no big deal then. Yeah, it's no big deal, but the. It, <laughs> It, it's uh you know a bit of a fish out of water because it was it was like going back to the 1990s in Orange County and um you know I'm used to that because I grew up in Yorba Linda and Yorba Linda is not an Asian area at all well I, I know more Asians have moved in now but uh, when I grew up there it wasn't an Asian area at all so um yeah I felt very comfortable and uh the bar food was nasty, but that's to be expected because uh, you're in the bar watching UFC, watching guys fight in the cage. So, <laughs> um, yeah, it was an interesting experience. Then the next two days, of course, I was more in the dance festival, and then. I what learned... is that
1: like? What is a dance festival? Where is it held? Is it inside? Outside? Um to people. It depends
0: on the size of the dance festival. Um these LA ones like LA Pachada Festival mm-hmm. have like 2, 3,000 people. It's crazy. And then they have this like uh, giant pool parties and it's it's really awesome. Um uh, this one was smaller obviously, you know, it was um, really cold that those those few days around New Year's Eve. So mm-hmm. it was freaking freezing there also. So no pool party and um it's you know every every hotel has like convention convention room areas. So usually these dance festivals they use those convention room areas. This particular dance, it's Kizomba. is from Africa, Angola, and this island called Cabo Verde, which are both Portuguese speaking islands. So um, yeah, I, I learned a lot about Angolan culture, which um, is interesting. <laughs> Because it was more like a cultural type of thing. Because usually when you go to like a, particularly like a bachata festival, a lot of it's just like dance oriented. Mm-hmm. And then this one, it's like they lecture you an hour about, about Angolan culture or whatever. And we, we got to try Angolan food, which was cool. all right. So yeah, it was interesting and you meet a lot of nice people. And um, it's a friendly dance community, so it was fun.
2: Was it well attended?
0: Uh, it was pretty small because um, it was in Arizona, but yeah, it's it was fun.
1: Cool. Did you meet anybody?
0: There was this girl I I was uh, texting around with a few days, and then and then um, I filmed a video.
2: Filmed a video for her.
0: <laughs> no, I filmed a video. Um... Asking her out on a date. Yeah. And then I sent it to her, and then respond. responded. Oh, can we see it? Can we
1: see this, <laughs> please? No, no,
0: no, no, no. Good morning, Julia.
1: <laughs> have you seen that video, Good Morning, Julia? No, I have not. Oh, my God. That was you.
2: I know it's radio or podcast, but we should play that video. It's hilarious.
1: It is so It's, funny. it's of a guy
2: who does kind of a similar thing, but I'm sure yours wasn't creepy. But this guy was, like, <laughs> over-the-top creepy about it. And did you
1: tell her that this is your place and that you, that built, everything? you built
2: it? What did you tell her? Yeah, what did not start did off you? with that? What did, what you, did you No, no,
1: no.
0: This good happened, video. and then that's all I'm going to say about it. It was so. a quick video, though, right? It's yeah, I was like, like, oh, yeah, you know. Good morning, blah, Julia. Blah, blah, blah.
1: What inspired you to make a video for this girl?
0: Well, usually when you do... You know, as, as I was saying before with, um, with my prior, uh, you know, that, that girl I was dating for uh, for two dates only, mm-hmm. it, it's hard to keep things going via text
1: uh-huh.
0: for long periods of time, so you need to try to... Up things, especially you know you're on you're on this Facebook Messenger thing and you're trying to ask them out on a date. It can, yeah, it's it's kind of weird, obviously. <laughs> so, um, I just you wanted you like
2: FaceTime on that?
0: I just wanted to up the, well then that's creepy too. So no, that's the really. same thing. And then I'm not rehearsing, so, um, yeah. but I uh, yeah right. I'll try that next time. So you the know, video
2: I, was it like uh, shoulders up or like full body?
0: What no, it was a oh. full body. But
2: uh, what were you wearing?
0: I was wearing my, uh, my... What did you say? Nothing, I just asked her to... Dang. Yeah,
2: she didn't respond, huh? You
1: Uh, just asked her to what? a (sighs) You just asked her her. for a date, right?
0: Yeah, to... to, uh, You didn't say, like, I want to marry you. (laughs) Over coffee, over pie. And, um... Yeah, no response, but, um...
2: Her loss, P.T.,
0: yeah, onward. Onward we go. Mm. Um, so yeah, it was a fun event. Um, <laughs>
2: <laughs> What's your next event that you're going to? Uh,
0: I don't have a next event. Oh yeah, I'm supposed to go dancing later, so uh, we'll see. Later tonight? Um, but um, yeah. Anyways, enough about Peter Tam. Um, oh yeah, I've also been, since we're on this subject, I've also been uh, working this Match.com very intently the last last few few weeks
1: what Um, have you been doing
0: uh you know sending a lot of messages at this point of the game you know it's i'm not 29 anymore i'm not 28 anymore it's just quantity now you just need to push out because because see in the old days when it was just email but before they had the app I, I would write these really eloquent um, emails. You know, I'm a writer, so my writing is spot on. And, but then nowadays, because um, there's a Match.com app, and then if you see a bunch of texts on your cell phone, you don't want to read it. It's not like, you, you know, because if, if you... Obviously, the computer monitor is much wider, so if you write a few sentences on a computer and then the person's viewing it as an email... It doesn't look overwhelming, right? Because right? oh yeah, it's just a few lines on the screen. You know, three fourths of my screen is still empty. But then, but then if you write a few sentences on on this on a cell phone, on a cell phone yeah, it looks like it looks, like holy, it looks like holy God, this guy's crazy. <laughs> Bro, this guy. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. my my writing advantages are much less now than they, they used to be. It's, I don't know. It's now it's just pushing out the numbers and and seeing.
1: So, it's how many things. numbers are you doing a week?
0: I don't know. It's, it's just a lot. So, um, but, uh, yeah, I mean, like like when we were talking with, um, we, we have a mutual friend called uh, Douglas, and uh, <laughs> we had a conversation with him, and he was talking about uh, one of our fellow co-workers at State Farm who... Um, you know, he, he's a re- of retirement age now, this is in State Farm Irvine, and he tried really hard and then he never got married, so I don't want to end up like him, so I'm uh, <laughs> you gotta try in life, I mean, <laughs> you have one life to live, you gotta make hay when the sun shines, so it's... It's uh full on everything's about career and uh and and advancing myself and my quote unquote future family at this point, so that's that's kind of where I am at yeah, but you' do, you're wise. doing all
2: the right things p t you're going out there you know you're taking an interest in this uh dancing um just that alone, like most people wouldn't even do that, so to put yourself out there, it's commendable
0: uh, yeah yeah it's I've learned a lot and I've I've heard a lot of women not physically obviously but uh broken a lot of hearts. I I it's you know I I did a lot of uh, heartbreaking so I I want the next. And then of course, you know, I don't know if karma is real or not real. Uh, in reci- reciprocity also there's a lot of women have broken my heart so We'll figure right. Anyways, that was an intense grilling of Peter Tam <laughs> and wife's wife hunt, uh, wife search two thousand nineteen hashtag. Yes. Um,
1: Has anyone <laughs> actually um, used that hashtag?
0: Not at this point. Dang. Um, but anyways, so. Speaking of nutrition...
2: We weren't even talking about <laughs> nutrition. <laughs> <But> <laughs>
0: that
2: was smooth, man. Very good, I like that one. Uh. But yes, speaking of nutrition, Leslie, <laughs>
1: what?
2: what's new in the nutritional world?
0: Yeah, so there's this guy called, uh, do you know NutritionFacts.org?
1: I've heard of it, yes.
0: Dr. Michael Craiger.
1: <clears throat> yes i've heard of it i've i've never gone on to the i may have gone on to it, but i don't remember too much
0: okay he makes a ton of youtube videos and then um he's written two or three books one of them is called how not to die oh
1: okay. um
0: i think uh,
2: was this the guy that got removed from uh, instagram or something uh, i'm not sure anyways I, I saw some post on Instagram, and I'm not saying that it's real because obviously there's a lot of crap on Instagram, but somebody posted another doctor who is close to John Jones. Um, I follow him, Dr. Bo. I'll look him up. But anyways, he, he posted how upset he was that uh, one of his doctor friends got banned from Instagram for posting a controversial post. Mm. And the controversy was talking about, um, overweight people, how unhealthy that is. So I think they looked at it as like body shaming. Mm. And it was, it was a picture of two hearts, one, a healthy heart and one with an extremely unhealthy heart that had a lot of fat around it. And so I think his message was, yes, you know what? There's beauty in everybody's body, but let's not pretend like you are not, hurting yourself and you're not causing more medical issues for yourself if you continue to have these terrible habits and continue to be overweight yes you're beautiful on the inside but on the outside and on the inside you're really Mm -hmm. hurting yourself Mm -hmm. health wise so where do you draw that line?
1: yeah no it's a a really controversial issue because there's scientific research to support both sides of this argument. There is a book called Health at Every Size by Dr. Linda Bacon and it's a really great book that I've read and she has a whole chapter on how the scientific literature doesn't support that people who are considered overweight are more likely to die of a chronic disease and she gives her you know she really outlines it really nicely in her book and she talks about like why the scientific literature doesn't support that argument and that people use that to you know they say like oh you know if you're overweight then you're more likely to be susceptible to you know heart disease or diabetes and all that and there is literature to support that as well but it's just there's mixed findings that's the thing there's mixed findings so it's it's hard because you can make an argument for both but I think that some people use that and will shame someone for being overweight and that's not right I don't think that that's right to tell someone like oh you know you're you're overweight you need to lose weight you need to you know you need to to lose weight and not necessarily for health reasons but more for the aesthetic.
2: But there is definitely health benefits to losing weight if you're heavy it it well for it joints just,
0: and stuff, right?
1: You have you have to look at the literature. I'm not specialist in that like as far as you know your joints Mm -hmm. and all that you have to look at the scientific literature and figure out okay what what is the trend what what is the literature support
2: well what about people that smoke we know that smoking's bad Mm -hmm. and I think that anytime somebody's smoking and there's been all these kinds of laws like where you can't Mm -hmm. smoke around people like it's not uncommon for somebody to smoke and you tell them, like, oh, don't smoke. That's really bad for you. Mm-hmm. You're not body shaming them, but you're still, yeah. like, shaming them into, if that person wants to smoke, they know it's bad for them. It's kind of like, I look at it the same thing. If somebody's on the heavier side, they know it's bad for them, mm-hmm. and they continue doing that. Yes, it's, an, it's addictive, just like cigarettes are addictive, mm-hmm. but you got to come to a realization, like, okay, I'm, I'm killing myself.
1: No, I I understand that, but I think with smoking, there's more of um, there's more literature to support that. Yes, there is a link between smoking, and you know, lung cancer, or however many other um, negative health outcomes are associated with smoking. There's like a clear association there. When it comes to people's eating habits you have to look at well not just you're overweight you need to lose weight a lot of these people like for some people who are like severely obese they're like yeah I know I could lose a few pounds you don't have to tell me that I live in this body I know I can you know benefit from losing weight you have to help them understand what is your relationship with like with food That's where you get to the cause of the issue. And a lot of people have unhealthy relationships with food because they use it as a coping mechanism. Like people use alcohol as a coping mechanism. They use smoking as a coping mechanism to help alleviate stressors that happen in their lives. And that's a deeper-rooted issue, but just telling someone to lose weight isn't really going to solve anything.
0: Agreed. Um, There's... The, the whole skinny thing and i also do think uh there's this whole what shape you should be i think there's a lot of societal differences in that as people use people like to talk about marilyn monroe a lot but um excuse me i i slurred my words there people <laughs> like to talk about marilyn monroe a lot and um I mean, if you look at Marilyn Monroe by 2018 standards, she's actually skinny. 2018 USA standards. But then, obviously, back in the 50s and mm-hmm. back in the 40s, oh yeah, she's this uh, curvy lady, et etc. Cetera, et cetera. But if you look at her now, I mean, for God's sakes.
2: <laughs> no, I think women were, were more curvy back then, and that was kind of more socially acceptable than it is now. You look at every model, and they're so skinny.
0: Now I have I mean, to argue it's with you. God.
2: But no, I think if you're going to use Marilyn Monroe as an example, I don't think that's the best example. It's not hey, fine. technically relevant. No, I mean, but she was. She's been attractive ever since, right? And I think her body. um
0: I don't know. She's not skinny. Correct, but Kirby. she's not. Uh, yes. You know she's not see the the term curvy because you know i've been on these dating websites there's many definitions of what a curvy woman is so uh that has cultural things also i mean in the U. I an asian woman's curvy is actually uh compared to a, a latin woman's curvy it may be two very different things so who knows right but getting back to just talking about health,
2: right? <laughs> I mean, you can you can be curvy but still eat very healthy. That's correct. You can correct. be skinny and eat like shit. That's 100% correct. So I think it just depends on, on health-wise. So that doesn't necessarily mean that every person that is is on the heavier side, you know, eats McDonald's every single day. Maybe mm-hmm. they just don't exercise as much as they probably should be but are still healthy and on the other side, you can see very thin people that eat McDonald's every day or processed food don't work mm-hmm. out, but are still very thin. So
1: yeah, body's I think that's a interesting. great point. Is that people who are thinner could have eating disorders and be really unhealthy, but it would go unnoticed because they're in a smaller body size, and a lot of people just think like, oh, well, they're skinny, so. What is it, you know, like there isn't, um, no one's really saying anything about that person because they're skinny and it's, 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 except, you know, it's, it's like, it's okay. Like they're skinny. So, well, if they're just skinny, then
0: they're like, eat more. (laughs) You know, there are some girls that are, you know, everybody's got their own preference. Eat more. And then I don't know how productive when, Mm-hmm. When you tell a skinny girl to eat more, how productive that is, but people do. So it's it's a societal thing. And I think it just it my
1: stance weird. on it is just you don't achieve anything or nothing's gonna get solved if you just tell people you're fat, lose weight. That's that's not gonna solve anything if there's even an issue to solve because there are people with larger bodies. But who's saying that? Who who's that's, saying that that they're, and they're healthy
2: who who is telling fat people like as they walk around like you're fat. Stop eating that. I've never seen somebody do that. If if they've done that, it's been behind their back and or like somebody posted on online, but never have I seen somebody like in person go up to a random fat person and say like you're fat. You shouldn't put that in your mouth.
0: Well, that's true. That's true. I've Usually it's like family life. pressures because it's like um you know the the 20-something mm-hmm. Allie McBeal woman goes, uh, that's a bad example because she was skinny, but a um, 20-something professional woman, she goes home for the holidays and her her mom goes, oh yeah, where's your boyfriend? I don't have one. And then, oh yeah, you, you look like you've been uh, putting on the pounds lately.
1: Another example is when people go to their doctors, to the doctor, um, to see their physician <clears throat> is if... They're overweight. Their physician will tell them, you know what? You're overweight. You should lose a few pounds.
2: What's wrong with that? <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what I'm saying is, what is being solved by that? Like, what? They're not giving them a solution. They're, no, not, they're not telling but them you, anything. I would take
2: the advice of a doctor over Peter Tam or another friend who's. I would imagine has gone to medical school is a doctor, Mm -hmm. so if they're telling me to lose a couple pounds, then maybe I should listen to that person. It's Mm -hmm. just like if you go in there and you have the flu and they're like, all right, we'll take these antibodies, Mm -hmm. antibiotic pills or, you know, don't go to work or whatnot. And they're like, well, what are you solving by doing that? They're telling you to lose lose weight and and it's only (coughs) going to benefit
0: you if you lose weight. Well, I mean, there needs not, to be a plan. Not
1: if you do it unhealthily, like un like if you do it in an unhealthy way. There needs like if you're doing these, um, you know, like if you're like a cleanse or yeah, like a cleanse, or you develop an eating disorder because they're not telling you what to do. It could be sometimes more detrimental to your health, especially considering that the BMI is an antiquated calculation. Your BMI is just a calculation that was developed 200 years ago. Why we're still using that, I don't have no idea. But you're categorizing people, and you—it's based off your um your 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 height and weight, the relationship between them, and then they give—it's a calculation, and then they categorize people into normal, and then overweight. Then there's a few different categories for obesity, and. You know, that's that's all that it is. So there's limitations to this.
2: So, but whose responsibility is that? Is that the doctor's responsibility or is that the person's responsibility? If you're going to the doctor for whatever reason, you know, I, in this scenario, maybe you go because you feel sick and you feel lethargic all the time and the doctor says, well,
0: maybe it's because you're overweight. Maybe you should Wait, lose a couple uh, pounds. Is is that a situation that actually happens? or? What do you mean? that exact situation right there is feeling lethargic and then or are you just talking to generalities
1: think, no i don't think a doctor would tell you you're feeling lethargic it's because you're overweight no but,
2: okay but the example that you're saying <laughs> you're saying you're not they're not being nobody's helping them if the doctor says you could probably stand and lose a couple pounds like well
1: because what if, when does
2: that happen what what doctors are saying that
1: I've heard it ha- I've heard of doctors saying that because I've worked at an eating disorder facility and I've had patients tell me that their physician told them that they're overweight and they developed an eating disorder because they were embarrassed that the doctor told them to lose a few pounds and so they took it to the extreme and they developed an eating disorder and it became a lot more mentally and physically um, damaging than the few extra pounds that they were carrying around. And some of the literature supports that people who are considered, um, you know, they're just a little bit above what's considered the normal BMI, it's actually a prote- has a protective effect against all-cause mortality. You'll see that in some of the literature. I'm not saying that all studies support that but you will find literature to support that, which uh, is why I think Linda Bacon's book is really, uh, it's a it's really eye opening when you read her um, extensive research into the topic.
0: It should be noted that doctors um, in general general practice uh, doctors are not specialized in the fields of nutrition or. They're not dietitians, basically. So um, when you're in med school, there's so much to learn that the nutrition aspects it's it's a small portion of what they have to learn. Yeah. So they're not experts in that particular field. But, but I, I
2: don't think that that's the norm. I think that if you go in there, I, I think it very rarely happens that a doctor says, "Okay, well, you could probably use more exercise." No, I shouldn't say that. I said it probably very rarely happens. The doctor says like, well, it's probably because you're heavy. If anything, the doctor will recommend you know eat healthy and do more exercise, mm-hmm. which is just a general statement that anybody can say, right? Mm-hmm. There's nothing bad about that. There's only positive things that are going to come mm-hmm. out of you eating healthy and exercising more. Oh, sorry. No, we'll wait. <laughs> Go ahead.
0: Okay, carry on. I, I already exited up.
2: Um. <clears throat> so, but I think that in your the examples that you're talking about, yes. Working in the eating disorder, I think that person was already set to go in into that path, and I don't think that it'd be fair to blame the doctor for that.
1: No, I'm not. I that was just an example. I'm not trying to. uh, That was just an example because you were saying that no one ever goes up to someone and tells them you're fat, you need to lose weight in public. No, in In public. No, no, no. I've no, I've never experienced that. I've obviously never been one to. To tell someone that of course um but when i have have heard other people make comments like oh you know how can that person like let themselves get to that point like how could they let themselves go that way like i've heard that comment before those,
0: those are valid um criticisms i guess because a lot of times there's many steps before you become mm-hmm. um, very, very, very large, and you need to look yourself in the mirror sometimes and do some introspection and mm-hmm. decide that maybe it's a good idea to take a walk around the block once in a while, which walking, I've I've found out, is a very good exercise, <laughs> and I've... Uh, Probably more
2: mentally than anything else, but... Depends on how long you're walking. But I agree with you, right? So I I think that if you don't work, right, if you're just at home all the time, if you smoke too much pot or if you're smoking cigarettes or doing drugs, people are just going to generally be like, hey, man, you should probably stop doing that. You should probably work out more or eat healthy. Like That's just a general statement. And I think however that person interprets it, it may go good or it may go bad if that person says, ah, you know what, you're right, I am fat, not, or I do smoke too much, or I have I watch way too much TV, I need to get my ass up and go do something different, or they just, like, woe is me, like, yeah, well, this is all I'm going to do.
0: Yeah, I agree. Speaking of which, um, people during the new year, sometimes they do look at themselves at the mirror, and they want to change, so then they make a new year's resolution and <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's funny this is i i we don't <coughs> subscribe to like a particular gym well leslie still does mm-hmm. but like 24 hour fitness or so like fitness but i remember when i when i used to have those january was always the busiest month mm-hmm. it's because everybody wants to get back in shape and everybody makes that new year's resolution so there's always a funny meme going around it's like survivor series or royal rumble like that everybody's in the in the cage or in the, in the ring, <laughs> trying to work out like at the same time. It's always it's always right after New Year's, uh, but it's consistency that, that keeps it. I, I personally, I don't like New Year's resolutions because it shouldn't just come on the new year, right? Like throughout the year, you should be having goals and trying to attain them, not just the new year.
1: Rebuttal, Peter?
0: Um, I'm a big fan of the New Year's resolutions, <laughs> Why? of course. Well, I mean, when you're growing up, you're controlled by the school year, so your year actually starts in September, and then your summer is kind of like in between the years. But, um, of course, when when you're older, then you don't have school anymore, and you're just continually at work all the freaking time. So the new year is a good time to actually... Um, set some resolutions, set some goals. I know there's semantic differences between what a resolution is and what a goal is, but I think it's a good refresh for people. Um, Particularly, you know, a lot of people say they make fitness goals, which is like, I want to get in shape this year. And then people make fun of them on on, uh, Facebook or whatever by posting memes. And then so then the next year, they don't even make that goal anymore. And they're like, I'm going to break it anyways, so F it. And then they don't even go to the gym anymore because they saw a post on Facebook. <clears throat> so uh, I I commend people that actually try. Um, you know, I also, on on a kind of tangent here, I su- support Faraz Sahabi's philosophies, which is, uh, particularly this is important for people that, are just starting out at the gym which is don't kill yourself the first day at the gym you know because if you kill yourself then you have a long recovery time and you know it might be another week before you go to the gym again because your body's sore all over and you know you can barely lift your leg or whatever and then by then your mental momentum may be gone mm-hmm. so it's better to you know just go 50 60% at the gym Then in a day or two you're refreshed you're ready to go again and then you have positive momentum and you can actually fulfill your your uh, fitness goals. So like they also said like you should work (coughs) you should set a goal a simple goal like once a week or twice a week instead of I'm gonna work out every freaking day. So then once you get used to once a week then you can ramp it up. Uh, much easier because it's already become a habit. So those are my uh, resolution tips. I, of course, am a fan of setting all types of goals, and I use um, or, yeah, my 2016 resolutions are still there. So, yeah. I'm
1: sorry. Did you say 2016?
0: Yeah, my 2016 resolutions are still and there. And how, how? So you haven't how, achieved them yet? Have because they're still how up, they've right? They've been
1: going. Huh? How's it been going since 2016? I don't see
0: that you've checked off anything I know. Of
1: there. They all look like they're still Look they're still at this tag,
0: tag team against Peter Cameron. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, I, I fulfilled a lot of them. I it's... just feel bad because you're behind. Like, <laughs> you haven't got to
2: your 2017 <laughs> list yet. Uh,
1: I mean, shouldn't you be making 2019? New Year's Resolution. Stop. Yeah, we, stop. See, Leslie, stop saying. body
0: shaming. We, we talked about it in the last episode, so um, I do uh, have certain goals. Which... Why
1: do you guys think that a lot of people who make these New Year's Resolutions to get fit and, you know, lose weight, why do you think that they fail?
2: Because they shoot too high.
1: Ugh. Like,
2: it's it's too much, like, all right, by, by summertime, I'm going to have a six-pack, and I'm going to go to the gym five days a week. I'm going to really commit to that. And they do it for maybe two weeks, and then they just fall off. So I like what what Peter was saying, is that kind of like you have these incremental things, like, mm-hmm. all right, for the first month, I'm going to go 40% of of the days in the month, I'm going to try to go to the gym or try to be active, and I'm going to try to eat healthy, so I just think that they try to go, you know, almost like cold turkey, Mm -hmm. instead of just easing into it, and Mm -hmm. I think people try to do that, like, they they go too hard, as opposed, and I've been there before, where I haven't worked out a long time, I work out, I go all out, Mm -hmm. and I'm really sore, and then I have no motivation, because it hurts so bad, to go to the gym the next time, Mm -hmm. whereas if you stay consistent, it's, you know, you're not sore as bad, you can be pretty sore, but it's not as bad, and I think that's where people um, have really unrealistic goals. I agree. And, and one big thing that the gyms that, that we've gone to, and especially opening my eyes with uh, jiu-jitsu, is you've got to leave your ego at the door. Like You're going to get your ass kicked. You're going to get your ass handed to you over and over. And once you think that you learn to move, you're not going to get it and you're going to get choked out again. And it's going to happen over and over and over again. So it's that consistency. It's Mm -hmm. it's not a bad thing to fail. As long as you have the right mentality. Like, all right, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to get back up. I'm learning every time that I fail. As long as you have that mentality. Or, you know what? I didn't lose what I thought that I was going to lose Mm -hmm. this month or this week. But having a goal in mind. And just understanding that there's going to be challenges. Other challenges that are going to get in the way that goal and then just figuring out how you can get through it Mm -hmm. and not not giving up
0: hashtag immigrant mentality
2: (laughs) right cheers to you pt
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's you know i've talked about my goals multiple times but um one of the goals i did achieve last year was finally um for for the first time in twenty years, I consistently went to the gym at least once a week um, on for a full year, thanks to uh, planet fitness and that was a goal I've always wanted to do so yeah, I went to the gym at least once a week.
2: That's good for two
0: thousand and seventeen so, I mean two thousand and eighteen, so this year I'm gonna continue the momentum and yeah, the uh, the chess is going to be less concave than it used to be, so it's, it's all good from here on out. Regarding other types of goals, of course, you know, my 2016 goals are there. Um, Life Search 2019 is still on, but other than that, I mean, even on that list, I achieved a lot of what I was going to achieve. You know, people have, like, these some of those goals were kind of immature, like, I was like, I'm going to travel, uh, like, 12 times a year, or whatever, and then, and then I did, and then, of course, when you travel a lot, it's, uh, it's, uh, you know, it can get lonely, because you're traveling by yourself, and it's, it's no fun, so, um, I don't set any travel goals anymore, because it's, uh, you know, if if I wanted to sit alone and uh, somewhere, I'd rather sit alone at home. So, <laughs> it's it saves a lot more money than you know you go, uh, you go drive to Oregon or whatever, and then you're by your lonesome. What's the point of that? So,
1: I disagree. You can go see things, see, explore, by what yourself. This beautiful country has to offer so many beautiful places to see but I understand budget-wise it's expensive, so.
0: But, yeah, I mean, uh, I I don't want to rip on travel, but um, because I have traveled uh, quite a bit, not not obviously crazy, you know. I obviously have limited international experience because every time I go to China, my... uh, I can have digestive problems, but, um, (laughs) and then every time I go to Mexico, same thing. So, and Venezuela and Latin American countries in general, but, um, overall, you know, I, you learn a lot when you travel, of course, because life is completely different in a different part of the world, but, um, you know, there's, I don't think it's the end all of for knowledge, I mean, if I wanted to learn how to, you know, like sew or or <laughs> crochet or whatever, and then I go try go on a vacation, that's not gonna help learn that. That's not gonna help me learn that skills. So, it's not the end all regarding education. So, because sometimes I hear couples who are like, "Oh yeah, we're ready to have kids, but I have one more vacation to go to or whatever," and then I was like, you know, it makes my freak. So we're not gonna have kids. For another year. It just makes my freaking head hurt. It's like. <laughs> WTF. But anyways. Um,
2: but. Have you talked to parents that. Have had kids and traveled. And also traveled before they had kids. It's it's a much different experience. Yeah, correct. So maybe they're just holding out. For that one last. Exciting. Vacation. <laughs> where they exciting. don't have some Petri dish. Walk, walking around. And they got to feed another. Person crying and
0: sounds exciting. Yeah, that's all true, but I mean, in life, what's more important? Travel. So I mean, yeah. You can think about your life that way, but I, you know, we're obviously get rich in, die trying. In in right. disagreement that's regarding that. Say. Yeah, get it get rich die trying. <laughs> that doesn't mean uh, you you go on a uh, twelve thousand dollar European trip. So if you're rich, you do but yeah (laughs) so anyways leslie how do you feel about travel
1: i love traveling we've had the um we've been fortunate enough to travel to different places like peru and that was such a great experience and you create these beautiful memories that you'll have for the rest of your life and it just makes you appreciate life and just a we've had yeah it's been we've had some really great experiences going to different countries highly recommend traveling how do you think you you've grown as a person by traveling or maybe it hasn't been that impactful but how what what has it given you
2: um i think one thing that it has done is it's it's humbled me every time that we've gone because we don't stay in like well we don't we can't afford it so we're not going to stay in like ritzy you know places where they're bringing daiquiris out to you and by the pool one thing that we have done that i like is that we've actually gone into the countryside and you know talked to people that that, that have lived there forever that are not like necessarily working at resorts or anything like that Mm -hmm. so i i like that uh that I felt like we're experiencing the countries that that we've been through uh, a little bit more. Uh, humbling, also, because America is is so advanced, and we take things for granted. Um, and also, it's real. It's made me realize, like, we're just a speck mm-hmm. in in this massive world, right? Like, we don't really matter that much. It's just one person yeah right and it there's millions billions of people all over the place and there's so much to see and like we just worry about the little the smallest things at times Mm -hmm. so i think that's it's it's made me realize okay there's more to it than than what we have here um and in the long run like when we retire like i wouldn't mind like living in a a different country like yeah that's that's crossed my mind several times
1: especially Um, because it's a slower way of life in a lot of other countries and I like traveling because it forces you to be present because you're just constantly looking at your surroundings and everything's so new to you. So you're in awe of everything, even though you know it's probably not that much different from the U.S. But because it's a newer environment, you're so present and in the moment, and I love that. Well, it depends on where we're gone. Like when being, we went to
2: Cuba, like uh-huh. our phones were. Just really, really cameras just to take pictures, mm-hmm. and other than that, it was a paperweight, mm-hmm. you know, because there was no internet for so for a week and a half that we were there, we, we didn't have any connection to the internet, much less making phone calls, we couldn't do that either.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: So that was nice because you're completely checked out,
0: yeah. Well, re- regarding the memories thing, Leslie does have a point because if you usually on your day to day you don't remember particular days Mm -hmm. specifically but then when you travel that puts a memory in your brain it's like oh yeah on this particular day you know I had a toilet emergency so (laughs) I don't know about uh, those types of you it does so so then you know when you're 45 or 65 or 85 and you look back and you're like oh yeah I remember that and it makes your life feel a bit longer. So so that's that's a good thing about travel. Um you know, when when I was in high school through my church, um they they had a uh short term missions thing which we roll out to Mexicali every year.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And then we go to the uh Hijitos and
1: You go where?
0: Hijitos. Huh. Those are like form little form towns, kind of, um, which are surrounding Mexicali, and then uh, obviously the conditions there, the, the kids, they don't have shoes, and then the toilet situation is, <coughs> is not not as good mm-hmm. as it, as as it is here, because you're in an outhouse or you're you're in a porta potty, so. The conditions are much less, so at an early age, Mm -hmm. I learned how to um, live in not-so-nice conditions, and I was more fortunate of my U.S. upbringing, so yeah, it's it's good.
1: Yeah, and it 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 forces you to live outside of your comfort zone, because you have to adjust of other ways of living, and figuring out how to get around and communicating with other people and you grow from those experiences (coughs) so that's also um, something that I've taken away from traveling to different countries
0: Um, but as I said before I I just don't feel it's the end all of knowledge I mean if I want to learn a particular skill what am I going to do go on a vacation so (laughs) it's it's uh it's useful to a degree but um sometimes you Mm. can appreciate what you have in your own neighborhood as well and
1: that's true too
0: anyways um moving on here i want to quickly touch up on uh we're going to talk about mma now so we have a, a fellow mma fan here with uh frank Leslie's husband. Um, so I want to touch up on a few subjects. Kobe Covington has um, had some disputes with the UFC and he has refused to fight anyone except for the content, the champion, because he's rightly so, he's the interim belt holder. And that supposedly in the past entitled you to a shot at the... You were next in line, basically. Um, so now the UFC, in, in its typical spiteful fashion, decided to pass up on him. And, and they are going with a Kamaru Usman versus Tyron Woodley fight. How do you feel about that?
2: It's still going to be a good fight. So that the planned fight is going to be good, but it just seems stupid. Okay, so this is your interim champ who has a belt and you're not going to try to unify the belt right now. Like what's the use of having an interim belt then? Like when is he going to fight? What else does he have to prove? It just makes the most sense. But I think a lot of it, I'm sure you'll agree, has to do with Covington's attitude and kind of waving his finger, his middle finger at the UFC at times and talking trash. They're the only show in town. He's not going to go to Bellator, right? So they have that controlling. They're very good about that. They're very good about controlling their fighters and making those decisions because they can. If you want to make money, you're going to go to the UFC. You're not going to go to Bellator, right? So they, they have that control over, over their fighters.
1: So do you, are you saying that they're kind of showing him and making an example. Like, hey, this is what happens if you don't if you don't act professionally and you talk crap about the UFC. <laughs> so this this is what it, this is what the consequence. This is the consequence yes. to your actions. Especially
2: so. after I mean, he said it after the, the fight was, was announced, but he essentially called Dana White a liar.
1: Because Dana Because White. Dana
2: White had told him, Oh yeah, you're 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 up next, you're gonna fight uh Woodley and that obviously is not helping happening. So
1: Well, I mean, I don't know, obviously their are conversations, but I that sounds like it could have happened. Dana White told him that he would have that he would fight soon, right? Since he's an interim champion, yeah, that that, that, that's that, the that makes thing. sense. I don't know why they wouldn't give him the fight, other than that he's he's he acts like an idiot he and does. he he insults people.
0: Well, I, I <clears> think <throat> marketing-wise, it's it's mm-hmm. really unwise because what if Usman wins, and you have a no-name guy as the champion? And you just missed your shot at this really big fight that could have happened between two guys that hate each other and talk smack about each other, Tyron Woodley and Kobe Covington. So there is it's not, marketing-wise, a smart move because they're going to fight in 235, and Jon Jones supposedly is the headline fight. And unless Jon Jones fails another test, you're going to have a welterweight championship fight that's not even the headline fight when you could have had this mega fight in some other card with uh, Kobe Covington so I just think the UFC handled it poorly and it was kind of spiteful but
1: But you're also a fan of his because you like the trash talking and you think he's um, what's his face, his protege
0: yes, yes, I'm, (laughs) I'm, I'm I'm a Kobe fan um but then I I also like uh, Ben Askren and they hate each other so there's that too that isn't would,
2: it That would have been a good fight.
0: Yeah, that supposedly they they want to do a Covington Darren Till fight now so we'll see. Um, on a related subject, the uh, uh, I want to touch up on this, which is the Diaz brothers, uh, Nick and Nate Diaz, who have been um taking a very 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 long break and michael bisping was saying on his uh podcast that um you know when, when they get older they're gonna regret that they i don't, I don't think so they just haven't fought they for... don't
2: seem like that type that's gonna be able to look back and be like yeah maybe we shouldn't acted that way like they're, they're gonna be like that forever
0: well do, do you feel that um they're kind of wasting away their their career right now. Yes. If...
1: Sure. But they don't yeah think that.
2: Super talented, both of them. Extremely talented, right? They they're athletes, incredible athletes. But they're assholes. And I think that they that they that's that's them. So I
1: I don't think that they're assholes I think that they're really stubborn.
2: Okay. You're you're right. Then yes, stubborn is, is a better word. So that they're, they're just stubborn. Um and that's just the way they are. They're not going to bend over backwards, and they're not going to do whatever the UFC wants. So, mm. I I do appreciate that um, that they mean what they say and say what they mean. And so they're sticking to it.
0: I I mean, like for example, Nick Diaz is our age, basically. Um, he's thirty five, and you know he's he's kind of was- whittled away like four years of his prime because he his last fight was against Anderson Silva and that was way long ago and I don't think that's a smart business decision because you know even if he hates the UFC which obviously he does Dana of course there's always been conflict because Dana Dana's not like Scott Coker he's not a peacemaker so um the uh there's a lot of conflict between fighter and promoter in this case, it's been going on for four years, and um, I think Nick Diaz should just fight out his contract and go to Bellator. I agree. That's but, what I was
2: going to say. I, I, I wish I, <clears throat> that they could somehow get out of that contract and just go to Bellator. I think Bellator would just kind of let them be who they are and not really question anything because eyes would, would be on Bellator a lot more just to see those two brothers fight.
0: Yeah, it's you know, I I understand they're trying to make a stand, but it's I mean mm-hmm. for example, the Nate Diaz, his last fight was against Conor McGregor. McGregor, you know, he's he hasn't fought a lot obviously, but he still has two more fights than three more fights, two or three more fights than um Nate Diaz. So it's like what what the heck's going on here? And then McGregor earned like a hundred million more <laughs> during this two year period.
2: But he he plays the game so well. You know, he plays that bad Does guy role. He? McGregor? Yeah. Yeah. Look how rich he is.
1: Yeah, but didn't it cost him like he almost uh he got into some legal trouble after that whole Debacle with uh Khabib and his crew and throwing uh, whatever it was at their bus. I get it, like that's what you know basically started this whole thing with them and got that fight going. And they made quite a bit of money out with that. But I'm sure he did get into some legal trouble,
2: but nothing that's going to keep him obviously fighting, uh, keep him from fighting. Mm-hmm. Like, right, he made a ton of money on the Mayweather fight.
1: But how are his actions different from Nate Diaz? Because I feel like they're both equally
0: well. They no.
1: Um, just unpredictable.
2: I think that McGregor and is outspoken. a showman. Yeah, you're right. They they both are uh, outspoken, but McGregor is a showman. He knows how to rile up the crowd. He has backed it up because he's won several times. He's he's been the champ for quite a while, like he's he's fought everybody. You look at the people he's fought, like he's kicked at everybody's ass. But he plays that game a lot better than the Diaz brothers. Right? And I think that he plays into that and and Dana White likes that. He, he likes that type of fighter that's going to bring more ice in. He, he's the most popular UFC fighter for sure.
0: Well, I, I think everything's going to... Because after the Khabib fight thing, there's still... Nevada State Athletic Commission still has not made a final ruling, so I think there's gonna be Connor versus could be number two, even though no one wants to watch that because it's gonna generate a lot of money. But, um, a lot of Connor's stuff is he understands the game more, which is you can talk a lot of shit and generate it's generate a lot of interest deep down inside. He knows it's an act, he's kind of like Kobe. Like Kobe, you know, he's acting like an a-hole, obviously, and then he says all this stuff. But, you know, is he gonna hold out for four years? <laughs> no, he's probably he's gonna fight in 2019, period, and he's gonna make his money. You know, he's he's uh, 29 or 30, so um, he's not gonna wait till 35 to make some sort of stand. You know, and and waste away four or five years of his prime. Mm-hmm. So Kobe is he understands the game. Also, he kind of pushes the envelope too far. But he's like Connor, he understands, he talks some BS, but then all of that, he understands that he needs to fight to to stay relevant. And even if if it's, um, you know, even if you fight some uh, tomato cans, the wins, it helps. And I
2: think him talking trash like this is, is only going to help him out. I mean, he obviously he didn't get the fight that he wanted, but him bringing attention to the fact that, hey, I'm the interim champ, they're not letting me fight who I want right I should be fighting Tyron they're not they don't agree with that so that's bringing attention to it I think that's bringing a little bit more pressure onto the UFC and eventually he'll get that fight or something just as good but you're right he he knows that he needs to fight he's got nothing pressure
1: is the UFC getting from who like (laughs) I don't see anyone asking for uh what's his Colby Covington right so yeah. he did. Does he, he have a large a fan base?
2: He does. Um, he did a poll on his own fans, like who who do you want me to fight, <laughs> right? But he also, I think, is it Ariel that did a poll as well. Probably. And people yeah. want to see that fight, right? And I think that now that you have now that it's on ESPN, now that you have announcers talking about it all the time, I think there'll be, there'll be pressure. Maybe this is the plan that the UFC has to like, kind of pump up this fight even more mm. you know if if Woodley wins or when he wins maybe that'll be like pumped up even more now Kobe's been talking yeah, trash then, for a long time now now it's okay now I gotta watch this fight because there's so much trash talking
0: then it's a super giant fight of course the worst thing could happen which is Kamaru Usman wins and yep. then everyone's like who the f is this guy and then then of course it will set up for a Ben Askren fight because Ben Askren has been talking trash about uh, Kamaru Usman, so there's a lot of ways that he talks trash happen. about everybody. Who doesn't he talk trash about?
1: But more importantly, John Jones versus DC. What are your thoughts?
0: That's not going to happen yet because he's fighting Anthony Smith <laughs> yeah. now. So,
1: but do you think uh, that they should fight again? Uh,
0: yeah. there, there's a lot of big names coming <laughs> for for John Jones right now, so. Even if he doesn't fight, he's gonna fight Luke Rockhold, and then that's still because Luke Rockhold and uh, Cormier were on the same team, AKA. So. But I think that.
1: a lot of people will pay to see that fight. Absolutely. And I think it's gonna happen. Yeah. yeah. Mark my words, that fight right. is gonna happen. I hope it doesn't. Because right. DC already said that he would cut weight.
0: No, 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 no.
1: Yes, That's, he that's did. not
0: gonna happen. No, that's. He not- did. No, he, he already th- gave
2: up his belt. No, and he's, he's not going to do it. He's not.
1: He told. He, that's what he said to um, Joe Rogan after that fight. Remember, he said in the tweet yeah. that I will cut weight as long right. as they shock. can prove that he's not on any um, no. any type of uh, like uh, performance uh, enhancing. Yeah, drugs. performance enhancing drugs.
0: I I don't think that's going to happen because. The most advantageous.
1: If he if he doesn't cut weight, then I bet you John Jones will go up and wait to take his belt and to make even more of a mockery of him. And I think that would be a worse outcome for DC if he takes away both of his belts.
0: Well, I think DC is going to retire before um, something like that's going to happen. Okay, fine. Uh, well, the the problem is this whole Brock Lesnar thing. It doesn't look like it's going to happen now. Because we're coming up on March pretty quick, quickly, and then they announced this Jones Lionheart fight, um, Anthony Smith instead of DC versus um, versus Brock. So things are kind of st- so Leslie may be right, but who knows? I still think um, you know Stipe is still up in the air right now. So
2: that should be the fight that happens. Who? Yeah. And Stipe. again. DC and
1: Stipe No. I don't. That's
0: overweight. is not a fraud. That's a problem. Yeah, I but that sucks. But as gay.
2: far as as far as has um, defended his belt when he had the belt, like he's defended that thing pretty well. So I think that that would be a good fight. It'd be better than the first one. That's so, a fight
0: that should happen. Yes. Based on rankings and tradition, if we're going the non-boxing model and the old UFC model, which is he's the number one ranked guy, so. DC should defend against the number one ranked guy. That's typically how it used to be before all these mega fights happened. But anyways, so, um, enough UFC talk here. Um, let's cl- Any, uh, final, any final thoughts, any resolutions you guys want to get off your chest or anything to close out here?
1: Um, I don't know. Yesterday was no, the day before yesterday was Law Enforcement Appreciation, Appreciation Day. Yes. So I think that's really important. And I just saw that two young female police officers lost their lives yesterday, which is really sad. One of them being only 22, 22 years old. Um, her dad had been in law enforcement and had actually just last month pinned her or given her a pin which is like tradition that
2: so he he pinned her badge on her when um she got sworn in but what happened two weeks ago right after christmas is she just finished uh field training Mm. so she had maybe been a cop you know including her academy time probably a little over a year Mm -hmm. so at 22 years old yeah she was gunned down and this wasn't like she went into some house looking for some bad guy. This was a three vehicle traffic accident, and some piece of shit decided to uh, uh, shoot her. Yeah. And then that coward committed suicide. Oh. Right after. So. Yeah. Pretty senseless.
1: Mhm. Yeah, and that's just really unfortunate, and it really sheds light on the risks associated with. Being a law enforcement officer, and I think a lot of people just are, you know, don't really think about those things or just kind of like overshadowed, but it is a very dangerous job. And I, I think we just need to do, not do, but just making sure that we appreciate the women and men who protect our communities.
2: Very nice of you. I I agree. It's the same. Uh, it goes with uh, military. You know, doctors, nurses, firefighters, all those people that are, um, you know, putting themselves out there and working really difficult jobs.
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I think feel- we should do more about like appreciating one another and what everyone does. You know, what everyone contributes to our society.
2: Yeah, and it's it's right now that that's the narrative that you're gonna hear especially because these two females just got shot, so everybody has that, that on their mind. But, you know, the minute that some controversial shooting happens or somebody makes a mistake while they're at work, then it's it's a different narrative. It just goes back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I try not to get into it too much, but, you know, over Christmas there was a police officer that got shot on a traffic stop as well, and that one really hit home because... As you know, when you met up with me, I uh, worked Christmas, so, and that was that one turned into a little more of a controversial one because the uh, shooter uh, was here legally, and uh, that opened the door up to a little political uh, stance in, in in that whole thing. Um, tragic either way, whether it was a uh, legal immigrant or not, it was tragic either way, and. Um, I know it's, it's not uncommon for people to look at, like, how could this have been prevented? And I'm sure that that's going to happen to, um, uh, how did this happen with, uh, officer Corona, which is her name? Um, you know, who was this person? What, why do they do this? And, and, uh, is there anything that we could have done to prevent this?
1: Yeah. Well, just my final thoughts is that I think that as a society, we should be uplifting one another and, showing appreciation for what everyone does in our society um, instead of bringing each other down and trying to point out flaws and mistakes that people are doing. We need to really uplift one another.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very nicely put. Um, hopefully our world becomes more civil once again, unfortunately, um, through the power of the internet and various social networks, it's much more difficult to live in a more peaceful society. Um, anyways, um, I appreciate all law enforcement. I used to get into big arguments on Twitter um, back in 2015 because uh, that was. That was when there was a lot of controversy going on. Um and yeah, I was the uh I got sucked into all that type of arguing and all that, which it's not good for your mental health either, so it's it's just best the best policy is to just you know, say say your piece and that's it.
2: Yeah. And I, I appreciate your support, PT. Um, I know that you've you've backed uh, the police on numerous occasions, especially on uh, on Instagram. Um, and that, you know, as as an officer, hey, we're we're held accountable for the mistakes that we make. So we're not um, you know, we're human too, and we make mistakes. And when we do make mistakes, I think that we should. Be held accountable, but there's a lot of crap that is put out there, um, which I don't disagree with, and it's extremely difficult when you hear, you know, media and sometimes family, unfortunately, uh, say negative things. It's it's hard not to get on there um, and, and comment on it. So it's one of the downsides, obviously, to social media, is that you can see it right away, and any you know somebody can just post it up on there. Without having any consequences, just like we talked about earlier, you don't see anybody going up to somebody who's overweight saying, "Hey, you're fat. Don't put that in your mouth."
0: But you, we can say that on Facebook and yes, you
2: want... but you know, you wouldn't you wouldn't say it, you know half of those things uh, or sometimes all those things to, to, to anybody, right? But you can hide behind your phone or hide behind a computer and, and post all these horrible horrible things on there. Um, yeah, I, I think that's that's really the downside for for it. You know, sometimes you can have some some really good conversation, but you know most of the time it's 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 pretty negative. And you're right, it is it is hard and it does mess with you at times.
1: All right. Okay. But what is your uplifting message for 2019? Uh, well, uh,
0: basically, uh, the first step, of course, is to set some goals and then you need to start working on those goals like like i said before you need to um, even if you have like a big goal you need to have checkpoints along the way to check on your progress and take logical steps in achieving those goals you know it's okay to set outrageous goals but you just need to have smaller steps and smaller goals along the way you know, because obviously, you know, it's like, I want to make $10 million, $10 million. Yeah, I mean, yeah, in two, three years, that's fine. But what are you going to do this month? So uh, that's that's something to think about. And hmm. they, they always say that um, New Year's resolutions, they fail because the time frame is too long. It's like in China and the communist governments, they used to set five-year plans. And then those fail because along the way, year two, year three, things are going to be different than... When you originally set those those goals, so you every two three months it's good to have a introspective retrospective type of um, revision and mm. a, a set a new path. So whether it's um, you know it's working out or have, be more successful in your business, you need to first take some steps in actually setting the goals then layout and to actually do it and then third step of course is you need to do it there's there's a quote by david schwartz which is action cures fear so whatever you're scared of just do it and then you'll be less scared of it Nice. because you'll either die or you'll be alive and you'll survive it so
1: what about you frank what is your uplifting message for 2019
2: Get out of your comfort zone and try to challenge yourself. And if you need help, just ask for it. I think that we overcomplicate things a lot and that we set these goals that are unattainable and that we're scared to fail. And uh, that's one thing that I've learned and I try to get better at is just realizing that there's going to be bumps and challenges, sometimes very unexpected. And there's going to be times when you prepare yourself and you fail then it's embarrassing and it's hard to face uh, loved ones it's hard to face coworkers workers uh, when you know you uh, you've failed uh, but you know i think uh, a lot goes into somebody's character if they can uh, overachieve or just you know overcome that um, failure and figure out what they did wrong and, and just go better and again it doesn't have to be something huge just set small goals leave your ego at the door and go from there
0: okay leslie final thought
1: i already gave my uplifting message she
0: did okay sorry i
1: forgot you already forgot Oh. oh my goodness
0: get rich or die trying yeah okay close this out leslie
1: um let's see Outro please Like my fortune cookie said My ripped fortune cookie (laughs) That I got from PT's house (laughs) It says You can make the best of a bad situation They make diamonds out of coal That's my My ending That's nice (laughs)
0: Anyways, um, if you guys have any fan questions, uh, make sure to send it to mentaldebriefing at gmail.com. You can follow me on Instagram at Vision of Also, uh,
1: anyone who is interested in Pete going on a date with P.T., please use the hashtag live search 2019 and On Instagram. Peter and Tam will contact you. Yes,
0: <laughs> good things will happen. <laughs> Anyways, have a good one. Adios.